Welcome to this Bournemouth University podcast. This is the first in a series of discussions where we'll be talking with BU's Vice-Chancellor, Professor John Binney, about a number of different topics that affect our university. Hello and welcome to this new podcast series with Professor John Binney, the Vice-Chancellor of Bournemouth University. Hi, John. Thanks for joining us as always. Great to be here. Thank you. And we're also joined by Nicola Marlowe, who's my colleague, who's going to help us with our podcast this series as we take a, a look at different parts of university life and, and the important things that affect us as a community. So this first podcast, we're starting with the subject of sustainability. John, do you want to tell us why sustainability is such an important topic and why this is one of the first podcasts we're doing? Thank you. I mean, it's so important. It's a global challenge and it's one that we take very seriously at Bournemouth University. It's important to everyone. It's important to, to every member of staff, to every student. And it's written right through the centre of our BU 2025 strategy. Um, it's embedded in everything that we do. And we also align our work to the UN Sustainable Development Goals, which, again, are a really important framework for helping us to measure our performance. And that feeds into the, the various league tables. So it's really important. It's absolutely critical. And it uh, also plays well into our fusion approach, which brings together the latest research, the education and the practice. Um, and that really is important to us as well. And Nicola, we've got some guests who are going to help us on our podcast today as we explore the, uh, the subject of sustainability at Bournemouth University. Why don't you tell us who those guests are going to be? Thanks, Nat. We've got three guests joining us today. We've got Lois Betts, who is the Sustainability Manager at BU. We have Stuart Laird, who is the Director of our Estates. And we've got Rick Stafford from the Faculty of Science and Technology. Wonderful. Well, let's uh, get meeting some guests and we hope you enjoy the podcast today. Our first guest today is Lois Betts, Sustainability Manager at BU. Lois, you joined us in February. Can you just tell us a little bit about your role, please? Yes. um, Hi, everyone. Um, So my name's Lois Betts. I'm a Sustainability Manager for Bournemouth University. Um, I oversee and facilitate us achieving our action plan to achieve net zero. Um, and we've got a fantastic team here in BU. Um, this includes the energy team, so how we how we look at our energy consumption for electricity and generation of on-site renewables, as well as energy efficiency, our travel plan and how we're trying to increase our active travel. We work closely with procurement on what we buy and with our academics on how we embed sustainability into the curriculum. I'm also really passionate about innovation and entrepreneurship and feel that that's a a great way for us to move forward to achieving our targets for net carbon zero is to bring about new technologies and innovation. Brilliant, Lois. If I can just perhaps follow up, I mean, there are so many things we do across BU that um, uh, really focus on sustainability. But one thing that uh, has really impressed me recently was our, our ranking in the Times Higher Education Impact Rankings. Could you just perhaps explain why we do so well in that and uh, what it is that uh, is working? Of course, um, I will, John. Um, so the rankings, are, I think there are a chance to benchmark ourselves against how we're doing against the UN Sustainable Development Goals. And these are the worldwide commitments um, made in 2015 for peace and prosperity for our people and planet. Um, the rankings are quite complex and we do a lot of work for our submission. Um, and this year we submitted against all 17 UN SDGs. But the actual score we get is based on our top three best performing um, against the SDGs. And this year it was climate action, responsible consumption and production and partnership for the goals. 
And all universities get ranked against partnership for the goals because they feel that's so important is that we all work together in partnership. Um, but overall, we did really well because we have a high performing estate environmentally and the research we do makes a genuine difference to global problems. Um, so, for example, on climate action, we came second in all UK universities, which is fantastic. Um, and some of the examples of things we've submitted for that, um, that SDG was our research by the BU Disaster Management Centre, which influences policy for handling of disasters, which could be caused by climate change. And as well as that, it's about our commitment um, to reduce our carbon emissions through our, from our estate. Um, we've already achieved a lot through our carbon management plan achieving 45% reduction in greenhouse gas emissions since 20, 2005. And our new CCAP sets our commitment out further for a further 50% reduction. So you can see that we're achieving on both levels, on our campus and through our research. No, very good. And you mentioned uh, embedding our work into the curriculum earlier and uh, around the UN SDGs. I mean, how do we go about doing that? How do our academics, you know, really embed all of that work into the curriculum? Um, yeah, we think that's really important. We, we think that our students need to understand the world problem of climate and ecological crisis in the context of their studies. Um, so we have set up the Sustainability Academic Network um, and they support academics to embed sustainability into their courses. Um, There's a recent event organised by that network um, for the Faculty of Media Communications and this allowed um, academics across FMC to showcase the great work that they've done on their courses to embed the UN SDGs. And I was really excited to hear from Richard Southern from the National Centre for Computer Animation about his work on virtual production, um, which is just so exciting that you can fit out a whole film studio and then you can have the camera people working from home, operating the cameras to be able to create a movie um, that could be produced remotely. And, and the potential for that from a sustainability point of view is fantastic, um, as well as allowing different voices from different communities to get involved because you're working on a bigger global scale. So, you know, th that's an example of what you might not normally think of as being sustainability, but by embedding it through the curriculum, students can learn about it in the context of their interests and their course. No, it's really interesting. So sustainability really is all encompassing. And uh, you mentioned the word community there as well. So it is about the whole community engagement in, uh, in meeting some of these challenges. And one of the challenges that we've set ourselves um, in our vision is to achieve net zero emissions by 2030, 31 uh, across all of our activities. So what have we done so far to move us in that direction? And what else do we need to do now to make progress? Um, so as I mentioned before, we've already achieved since 2005 a 45% reduction in our um, greenhouse gas emissions, which is fantastic. And that's through investment in on-site renewable generation. So now we have over 5% of our electricity generated by, um, by PV on campus, which is the highest of, of any university. Um, we also do a lot on heat with ground source heat pumps um, and the uh, wider decarbonisation of the UK electricity grid has really helped us achieve that target as it has for most organisations. Um, we, we feel we're really excelling on energy efficiency. So we've achieved ISO 50001 accreditation, which um, when you look into it, and I had a great session last week with our energy managers, um, we collect so much data about our estate, but it's not just the data, it's the people behind that that analyse that data and say, yep, there's a problem here in that building. For some reason we're using too much energy, what's going on? And they look into it. And that's really, really outstanding and, and leading. Um, we've got further plans, obviously, like you mentioned, and we've set our science-based target to, to achieve by 2030, which aims for a 50% further reduction in greenhouse gas emissions. And then we would do offsetting to achieve a net zero position. 
Very brilliant. Thank you. So that, um, I mean, our values are around sustainability, um, you know, and our values of responsibility and inclusivity. So I really like that approach, that whole institution approach and whole community approach. I mean, what one thing do you think staff and students can do now to make a difference and to help? Good point. Um, so we already make it really easy for our students and staff on campus to make sustainable choices. The visible things um, like refilling your water bottle on campus, um, recycling, but you know, not just the standard thing. So it's all the batteries. We're going to be introducing things for recycling, um, plus, um, crisp packets. Um, and then the invisible things like the ground source heat pumps and the solar PV on our roofs. Um, we encourage our students to come forward with, with ideas. We've got our sustainability challenge. And this year, if you want to start a business with your idea, you can enter our new eco entrepreneur challenge, which will be coming out next semester. You can also use our campus as a living lab contribute to research, use our data to help us progress the targets. And for staff, you can work through our Green Rewards Programme to adjust your behaviour, and this will be working more on carbon this year. You can also join our Sustainability Academic Network and our Community of Practice to embed sustainability into your course. So really, there's there's loads of ways that people can get involved here, and it really is that community feeling um, and ways that you can share and connect with others um, through this, this journey to achieve net carbon zero. Thanks so much, Lois. Um, it's great to hear about the commitments that BU has already made um, and the great achievements we're making. So thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you. Now, our next guest is Stuart Laird. Stuart's joining John and I to talk about sustainability. And it's quite apt because as well as being Director of Estates, Stuart does chair the Sustainability Committee at BU, so I know it's a subject very close to his heart. Stuart, thanks for joining us, and do you want to start by uh, telling us what the, the Sustainability Committee does, what sorts of things you get involved in? Uh, yeah, thanks, Nat. I'm very proud to um, join you today and talk about sustainability at BU in my role as chair of the Sustainability Committee. I guess, you know, the committee is a cross-section of colleagues at BU, um, and we also bring in external stakeholders as and when required, really, because we, we try and reach out to the community around us, um, whether that's the local councillors or, or other stakeholders. But, you know, I, I've been at BU for 22 years, so much of the work that we've done in the past around sustainability has been about the physical estate. But I'm very proud to say that we've focused much more recently on the academic contribution that the Sustainability Committee can bring um, to our curriculum and how we embed sustainability across our curriculum. So we're much more engagement now through the committee with our academic colleagues. Um, and I'm, I'm proud to sort of chair and co-chair with um, Fiona County, um, obviously, who, who's from our Faculty of Media and Communications. And Fiona has brought a real dynamic um, uh, spark to I think to the committee really in pushing across some of the um, issues that we've got because it's clearly in, in, in trying to embed um, what much of what the committee does around sustainability through our focus on the UN sustainable development goals um, and how we measure those um, through academic departments by on a program by program basis has been it's been challenging work um, but it's been incredibly rewarding um, and I think we're seeing some of the benefits of that that's come through with some of the outcomes through the Town Tire Impact Awards, for example, where BU's, um, you know, have come, you know, 74th in the impact rankings. And that's a global ranking. So I think we can be very proud of that. And obviously, there's, you know, there's always room for improvement. So we're pushing forward now 
thinking on how we can we can get we can we can get even further up those rankings. But I'm very proud of the work the committee does. Uh, I'm very proud that we've got much greater academic involvement now. Um, I guess with my other hat on, I'm still conscious that we're managing a university estate that is close to a million square foot of academic space. Uh, as many thousands of student beds, you know, working with our um, third party providers on student residence. It's a small town. You know, it's, it's the way to look at it, really, with 20,000 ish students and 1600 staff. And our own environmental impact is something that we need to be very conscious of. And one factor that determines the, the, the scale of the challenge facing a university is uh, the extent of new build. Uh, so can you perhaps comment on the, the balance between creating new space and uh, bringing up to spec our existing space? Absolutely, John. Thank you. I, I think, you know, we're on a journey um, and, and we're constantly um, changing and, and evolving the shape of the university's estate. I've been very privileged to, to run and, and direct that team working closely with the board and, and the leadership team in implementing our estate development framework since, you know, we agreed it back in 2013. And we've seen a huge, huge evolution of the estate since then, uh, opening the student centre in 2015, opening the fusion building in 2016, pool gateway building in 2019, and then obviously more recently with our Bournemouth gateway building. Um, and I think that's, you know, a huge amount of uh, financial investment. And much of that financial investment has focused on the sustainable credentials of our estate as we move forward. And disinvesting in buildings, quite frankly, that were not built or fit for purpose. And we're certainly not, you know, proud, proud to call sustainable. So, you know, much of it uh, getting, you know, uh, disinvesting in our legacy estate, particularly in the Lansdowne, has been equally rewarding for me as opposed to opening some of the newer shiny buildings but if you took Bournemouth Gateway Building as an example it's our newest building an investment of close to 50 million pounds and uh, at 10,000 square meters our largest single investment so but hugely sustainable and Briam excellent uh, energy performance certificate A you know these are they're not just badges this is how the building performs now and now that it's fully operational, but with ground sort of seed pumps, rainwater harvesting, a whole array of photovoltaic sites, uh, um, panels across the roof terraces. Um, so it's sustainability. And you can see it. You can touch it. Um, it's not something we can just talk about. We can demonstrate it. And it's a physical manifestation, I guess, of our commitment to net zero through to 2030. So, again, I'm incredibly proud of that. Thank you, Stuart. That's really helpful and gives a really good insight into all the work we're doing around sort of new spaces and existing spaces. Could you just perhaps say what BRIAM stands for? So the BRIAM is a, is a measure and it's a standard measure now really of environmental performance across uh, the construction industry. And, and it's sort of British research establishment environmental assessment method is 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 the um is what the acronym stands for um and i mean can you also just perhaps say something i mean you're a member of my leadership team across the whole university what do you think is the biggest leadership challenge that we've got around delivery of this plan i, I think it's been re a really interesting back to the journey that we're on some of the hugely positive discussions we've had as part of the leadership team 
to consider the challenge that we have to get to net zero by 2030. Um, and I think there's been hugely positive engagement through that team. And we've got particular champions. Uh, if you take Einar in, in the faculty of um, media and comms again as executive dean, he is a, a shining example of someone who really pushes forward that agenda, um, both within the faculty and as a sort of a very um, proactive member of the leadership team. So I think as leaders, we understand that this is not easy. Getting to net zero by 2030 is not an easy journey. Um, and it will be challenging and we need the support of our leadership team in order to get through to all of the things that we need to achieve. But I think the engagement from my perspective, John, I'm sure you agree, has been incredibly positive. And, and the fact that the board endorsed our climate and ecological um, crisis action plan or our CCAP in December of last year and agreed our journey and you know rubber stamp the fact that so it's not just our leadership team, it's our board um, and is embedded now through the curriculum to get to 2030 and net zero is, is I, I think it's been incredibly rewarding to see. Um, and again, I'm very proud to be part of that team. Wonderful. Well, thanks so much for joining us, Stuart. And uh, hopefully we'll speak to you again soon and you can keep us updated on, on plans as they progress and, and the brilliant work that the Sustainability Committee are doing across BU. Thanks so much. Our final guest joining us today is Rick Stafford, who is a professor of marine biology and conservation here at BU. Rick, can you tell us a little about your research into sustainability and what real life impact, if any, it's having on our local region? Um, yeah, I can tell you. Um, I can tell you about the research that we're doing locally and and sort of more nationally as well. Um, so there's a there's a variety of things that we're doing, and particularly with focus on biodiversity and climate change, which are some of the biggest sort of environmental threats which we face at the moment. Um, so uh, we're looking at all sorts of things from the establishment of the uh, um, National Nature Reserve um, on Purbeck Heaths um, through to uh, biodiversity improvements in Pool Harbour. Um, right through to actually artificial reefs and seagrass beds in Bali as well. So, um, you know, literally things all around the world. Um, and from a more theoretical perspective, I've just uh, finished working with other BU colleagues as well um, on a big report on nature-based solutions for the British Ecological Society. Um, so that's really looking at how um, we can use nature to both uh, boost biodiversity and also combat climate change. If I can just perhaps pick up on that, Rick, I mean, um, I mean, those examples you give uh, really show that it's a global challenge and sustainability is something that uh, is important and should be important to all of us. I mean, can you perhaps just say a bit more about how it links across different areas of the university and how, how your work brings some of that together? So people from different faculties and how they work in teams? So, for example, some of the some of the work in um, Indonesia, which we're doing, has been based around sustainable tourism as well. Um, so we are working with people in tourism and, you know, really, really sort of using the best knowledge from the social science side of tourism and the natural science side from life and environmental science to really sort of to make, make a difference to local communities and to nature on the ground. No, thank you. And it is that link, isn't it, as well, between the global and the local and um, a lot of the work that we do at Bournemouth University has very strong local links to the region. 
And uh, it's really interesting and important, I think, that we can show that impact locally, particularly around some of our local assets, Paul Harbour being one. But uh, did you want to say anything about some of the work we do in those areas? Um, yeah, I mean, within our within our department and within staff at Bournemouth University, we are doing most of our work probably locally. Um, so that could be work on the new forest and ecosystem collapse in the new forest, which Adrian Newton is is really leading on. Um, uh, Roger Herbert has several projects um, looking at increasing biodiversity in Pool Harbour, which I'm also um, involved with. Um, so they can be things like artificial rock pools. Um, so essentially Pool Harbour is mainly full of mud. Um, so to provide some sort of substrate that animals can, um, other hard, hard substrate animals uh, can live on can be really useful. Um, so we've got some artificial rock pools set up there. They've been set up for about a year and they're colonising nicely. And we can move out into the sea and there's a project uh, looking at artificial reefs just off the coast of Studland as well. Um, so they are, um, we have to dive on those and, and see how those are colonising. Um, we managed to get those out just a week before lockdown. So they've been out again just over a year and they, they're they doing really, really well. And there's, there's all sorts of... Um, all sorts of plants and animals growing on those now. Thank you. Those examples really bring it all to life and uh, really feed in well to our overall approach at BU around uh, protecting and preserving a sustainable environment. So thank you. Can I have one more question, Rick? You, you mentioned at the very beginning that um, it's one of the, the biggest threats to, to our way of life, to, to, to the work that we're doing. So can you talk about the importance of the work that, that you and your colleagues are doing now and, and actually how that's going to help us in future? You know, the, what, what you're trying to prevent, but, you know, the worst case scenarios that actually that that's why we come to work every day. That's why you do the research that you do so that we can um, preserve our environment. Um, yeah, I think that's right. The, the, the two biggest threats that we face at the moment, and they, they are interlinked, is uh, climate change and biodiversity loss. And they're both, you know, they're both important. Um, they're both crises which we face at the moment. Um, so work which can actually link those two things together, um, so boosting biodiversity, um, but also capturing carbon at the same time are, are really good examples. Um, at a local scale, perhaps, one of the best examples is actually some undergraduate projects we've got. Um, so I've got two undergraduate students this summer who are working on the seagrass beds in Studland. Um, so they're looking at the effects of anchors. Um, and I think as we saw, hopefully we saw in the news uh, a few days ago, you know, some of our Bournemouth research as well has really shown what, what effects anchoring from big cruise liners can really have. Um, but at a smaller scale, it's also destroying some of the seagrass beds. So we're looking at that from a biodiversity perspective, but also seagrass is a nature-based solution. It captures a huge amount of carbon. So we're also looking at the carbon in the sediments and whether or not the anchoring is actually destroying that. That's brilliant. Thank you so much for talking to us today, Rick. Um, it's really interesting to hear about some of the research that you and the team, but also the students are working on and how you're actually bringing it to life in the local area. So thanks very much for talking to us today. Thanks to all of our guests who've joined us today, to John, Lois, Stuart and Rick. Um, it's been really great to hear about all the ways BU's having a positive effect on sustainability. John, is there anything that you wanted to highlight in particular from our discussion today? Thank you, uh, Nicola. It's, um, it's been really great, I think, to hear the passion from all of our speakers today. 
and the way in which they're really embedding it into everything they do. So from an academic perspective, from a buildings and facilities perspective, and also um, from a community and working with people perspective. So I've been really impressed by the passion and the drive and the energy that everybody is putting into this. And I can really see that we're going to make great progress here at Bournemouth University. That's great. Thank you, John. And if you'd like to find out more about the impact BU is having on sustainability and how you can become more involved, please visit bournemouth.ac.uk forward slash about forward slash sustainability.